0: What a great day to be in church today. So good to see you. My, my name is Daryl. My, my wife Denise is, is running our, our church this morning. I think outside of going north, we're, we're the next church, our next Elam church. So we're family today. So part of the Waikato, kind of Waikato, just about. So we feel real. I feel really at home here this morning, which is just just awesome. so hey, so I, I want to welcome you to church today you 've picked a great church if you, this is your first time today in church you 've picked a great church to come to today uh, they 'll give you free coffee and they 'll give you chocolate and all sorts of stuff. Past dance will more than likely take you out for lunch as well so it's a great church, a great church to be a part of here so so welcome won't you, you relax this morning and we 're going to look into the word of God so yeah. so, so th- thanks for having me this morning and, and it's actually I must say um, like we uh, is there anyone, any Aucklanders here? Awesome, awesome. Because I'm a Waikato boy. We were probably involved in this church probably about 25 years Dad. I think, eh? Hey? And, and just been up in, uh, in if you, um, When you talk to the local Pukekohe people there, they will say that it's not Auckland. It's more like South, South Auckland. So that's what that's what I'm holding on to. It's closer to Waikato <laughs> than Auckland. So so that's what I'm holding on to as well. But, but it's just been such an exciting journey. And, and uh, as I say, Denise is running church this morning. Can I say, before we get started this morning, I've been impacted by this this scripture from Psalm 34, and it says this, I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will constantly be on my lips. Awesome. We've heard that part before, eh? But it says this, he says, I will boast only in the Lord and let all those who are helpless take heart. Can I say today that, that as you go about your week this week, that, that the way you praise God, you can, we can praise and make a hang of a lot of noise here and, and lift our hands and all sorts of stuff, but, but I want to encourage you that you can praise God at work, at home, at school, driving your car, at the countdown, at the warehouse, at the Kmart, which is a nice Kmart over there. Um, everywhere you go, you know what happens when you praise the Lord. This, this is the like Bible saying that you're allowed to boast in a few things. You're allowed to boast in your praise to God. Uh, And and get what it says uh, in that next little part there. The way you praise, the way you you tell of the goodness of God, the way that his praise is constantly on your lips will change the atmosphere for other people. In your workplace, you know, you you can talk about what God's done in your life and, and how he's influenced things, you know, it changes the atmosphere. It says there that the helpless Will find rest, and some of the other versions it says, uh, The hopeless will find hope, the yeah. destitute will find peace. Uh, your, your praise changes the atmosphere wherever you go. So, I, I want you this week to, to remember that, that you take this praise that you've been, been doing here this morning, praising God and boasting in the Lord and, and shouting His name, take it with you yeah. because it changes the atmosphere of wherever you go. It's like it follows you, it, it, it keeps up with you wherever you go as you praise God. That's the key that His praise will constantly be on your lips. Atmosphere will change. Father, this morning, Lord God, we just welcome you here today. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I, I thank you for this amazing church and these incredible people. I pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning and that, Lord, your name be glorified in everything we do yeah. in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everyone, said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hey, so ha- here's the question. Here's the question, have you ever wondered what it takes to get God's approval. Well, what does it take to put a smile on God's face? Have you ever thought about that? I, I think in our world, sometimes we can feel all this, this pressure and, and things. Maybe, maybe that means maybe if I do more, if I work harder, maybe God will put a, have a smile on his face because of that or, or we'll gain some kind of approval through that from, from, from God. Maybe it's about being a bit more religious uh, uh, reading your Bible more, praying more, or doing all of these things to, to, to kind of get God's attention to say, yeah, good on you, that's awesome. Has uh, it been about just uh, maybe doing, doing things less that have kind of hung us up in the past? Is that what it's about? Can I say this morning, we're, we're going to have a conversation around your next steps, but also about the faith journey that God has for you. Yeah, Bible says this. Bible says in Hebrews 11, 1, it says and without faith it is impossible to please God. Amen. Without faith, it's by faith. How do we get gain God's approval? It's acceptance by faith. How do we put a smile on His face? By faith. Yeah. The Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please God. You know, and the, and the first step of all is is to place your faith in Jesus Christ. That's like the first step to say, Jesus, today I'm I'm going to turn from going this way, place my faith, place my trust uh, in you and solely in you. I want to be a child of yours, giving your heart to the Lord. You might have heard that in the past. Uh, That's like the first step of faith. And then to take that faith and walk by faith the whole journey of your life, walking in faith with him. Here's the thing. Faith is like taking the first step. Faith is like taking a step even though you can't see the whole staircase. Yeah, that's good. Even though you can't see the whole staircase, faith is, is, is taking a step, even though you're not quite sure what the next step is for you. But here, here's the thing that I, I, I know and I understand today is that for every person in here, if you're breathing right now, that's a good thing, um, but it also means that there is a next step for you, yeah. that God has a next step in your faith journey with him. There's no one immune to that. There's no one that is separated from that. There is always a next step in your faith journey with God because he is a God uh, that will take us on. Now, you might say you're a great person, uh, and you probably are, and you may do all these wonderful things, uh, and maybe you might, you might give lots of money away to, to help uh, homeless people and, and to do all of these good, good things, these charities, but the Bible still says, but without faith is it impossible to please God. And so faith is a pretty important issue for us as we as we look at our our lives and our our days and our weeks ahead. Uh, And it's important for us to grow stronger in our faith and to live a life of serving the Lord in faith. Bible says Matthew 9 29, it says, according to your faith, let it be done. And, And this is one of my favorite verses because it's actually your choice. It's your choice. By faith, according to your faith, uh, let it be done. So according to your faith, that there's, there's things there that maybe, maybe God will bless your life more when you. Where according to your faith, you, you control it, it's your choice. You can choose to do it God's way and put your faith in Him or do it, or do it your own way. Uh, but you have the choice of placing where you place your faith and your trust. So you get to choose. I, I think you get to choose how much God blesses your life. By how much faith that you you place in him. And and maybe the answers to prayer uh, that you pray. Sometimes sometimes people will will not pray and do it themselves. And, And then other times people who are full of faith and they can see a wall, but they know there's a way through or there's a way around. They will speak in faith to those walls. Maybe you're here today, and health or sickness is an issue for you. Uh, don't don't see with your natural eyes. See through your eyes of faith that God is a healer, that He's a restorer. And maybe maybe you're you're just struggling in relationships. We know we know that my God is a is a restores relationship. He heals relationships. He, he pours out His love and His you know for some for His grace and His mercy upon those relationships. Come on, let, let's learn to look through the eyes of faith because it changes our whole perspective there. Uh, uh, see, faith is the key that unlocks the door to heaven. Faith is the key that unlocks the door for him. Everything God has is obtained by faith. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to really quickly look, look at, at, at Abraham, just really, really briefly, because Abraham, if, if you're not sure, or maybe you're not a church person and, and don't know a whole lot about the Bible, Abraham was a, was a, a pretty key Person in the Old Testament, there, uh, and, and his name is mentioned over 300 times. So, but he was a, a great faith man, a God where God called him on a journey of faith. Just get this, just as he calls you and I on a journey of faith, he calls you and I on a journey of faith. He, he, Abraham didn't always get it right. He didn't get it right you, normally because of his own foolishness or his own mistakes. He, he didn't see everything that God had promised, but he I but he get this. He, he just held on to God. He held on to uh, his trust in God and his faith grew stronger. God said that Abraham was his friend. Can you imagine like, like today, you know, when we pass away and, and they put a, a stone or a monument on, on where we're lying, that, imagine having a friend of God on your monument that, that you and I were known as to be friends of God that Abraham was this person he was known as a friend of God because he was a man of faith he believed in the promises of God but but, but here's the thing it, it, it all started it all started from a, for Abraham through a revelation of who God really was his nature the nature of God it, it started from a revelation or a, or a clear picture of like the character of God. And, and so, so God showed himself to, to Abraham in a few different ways, and, and, and there's many of them, but here's a few. That, and the first way he showed himself was El Shaddai, which means God is Almighty. See, so see, Abraham come from a, from a tribe or from a group of people who worship the moon, uh, but now he was being confronted by this Almighty God, this powerful God that wanted a relationship with him, that, that knew him, that loved him, that had a plan for his life. Abraham learnt what it was that to discover the nature of God as being the almighty God, no other like him, no other as powerful as, as his God. God showed himself also as Al El, Elyon, which means most high, as the possessor and creator of the heavens and the earth. It was an incredible revelation that God owned everything. Imagine you and I, if we had had some, uh, this incredible revelation like Abraham did that God owns everything, how would that change your perspective on the positions that you have or you want to have? Maybe the positions that you need or you think you need. How would that change everything in the picture of where God owns everything? Would it, would it help you to worry a little bit less about what we have in our garage or in our backyard maybe? Also, God showed himself as Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. And, and he learned to trust God with everything, that God would never fail him, that God would never fail him. It was who God was, that he would, God would provide everything he needed. But, but here's the thing, it, it kind of all starts from a picture of God, of knowing who he is, but also understanding this basic fact that God is good all the time. He's not good just some of the time. He's not good on Mondays through to Wednesdays. He, he's not just good through the easy times or when you're struggling, when you're sick. He, he's not just good in the, in the great times when you're on top of the world and you get the promotions and you get the, the stuff that you're looking for. God is just not good uh, at, at different times. He's good all the time. And, and, you know, if, if we can grasp that, it can change the perspective of how we look at things. Because I think God is, is showing us, taking us on a journey at times, and sometimes we think it's harsh or it's, it's hard. But God, when we understand that God is good all the time, we understand that He's working behind the scenes and through us and in us and taking us on a journey of next steps and faith in Him. God is good all the time. He's good all the time. Not just some of the time. Let, let's put it simple. God is good. The devil is bad all the time. time. God is good. The devil is bad. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, talks about Abraham and and says this. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, get this, even though he did not know where he was going. Even though he did not know where he was going, Abraham left his city. He left his city in obedience to what God was asking him to do, not knowing anything that was going to happen or where he was go, going to go, but by faith he trusted in God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says this Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Who can see the air in this room? No one. Great, they're <laughs> awesome. You can't see the air in this room. But the fact that you and I are still breathing right now and not flaked out and falling on the carpet, is evidence that there's air in this room. But here's the thing, you can't see it. i to try one more example. I'm blowing air into this balloon. into this balloon the evidence is that the capacity of this balloon is being stretched but you still can't see the air I'm going to do one more example tell me, tell me if you can see the ear. <laughs> you can't see the air you can't see the ear, but you can see the evidence on the air here inflates the balloon sometimes in our journey and in our life. There's evidence around us of our faith in God. The way he healed. The way he healed Marie. The way he healed Pudu. There's evidence all around, if you look, of the goodness of God, but you can't necessarily see it. There's air in this room, you can't see it, but the evidence is there that you and I are breathing and living. Can I say today that faith may be something you can't see, but the evidence is all around you. Why? Because it's in the nature of God, because He is good all the time. And and you know what? I I believe that He wants to show Himself to you. He wants to give more evidence and signs and wonders and miracles in your life. But but sometimes we just have to place that, that step out, like going up the staircase, we can't see the steps. We know we've got to take a step. The evidence of things unseen. Next steps. What's your next step? And I know, I know there's people here today and you carry a dream, you carry plans and, and things in your heart. And I, I, my, my dream today is that, is that you would discover that, that God would, would speak to you in some way, give you some incredible revelation or insight into next steps for you. Because here's the thing. I think... As long as we're living and breathing and on this earth, God has a next step for you. He has a next step for you. Come on, three, three really quick things as we are. 17 minutes and 52, that's good that thing, awesome. Come on, the first thing is this, is to take a step of faith, we need to let go of doubt. Doubt is one of the greatest enemies to faith and for the dream that God has in your life. What what does it do? It limits your potential. Uh, It causes us to procrastinate and put things off. The the step of faith, you know, uh, maybe you say things like I do. Oh, oh, man, I doubt God will actually ever do that. You know, we, we can doubt Him in so many ways, just in thought or in speech or in actions. When God is saying, come on, if we let go of these doubts, if we give them to Him, take a step of faith, He will take you on just like it and show His nature to you, His character to you. Because we understand now that God is good all of the time. God is good all of the time. Genesis 18 uh, verse 10 to 12. It's a picture of, of Abraham and Sarah. And, and if you don't know this story, uh, Abraham and Sarah are, are pretty old. They're really, really old and, and way beyond having children. Uh, and they just they get this word uh, to, to, to Abraham to say that his wife, Sarah, is going to have a child in a year's time. And, and Sarah's out the back and she hears this and, and just starts to like, oh, you're like, that's going to happen. I'm way too old, way past uh, this, this to have child, bear, you know, bear a child at my age. It's like your great-grandparents having a child. Now imagine that. That would be pretty crazy. Uh, but this is what the word was saying to them, that, that you, you may be too old, but the, here's what the Lord was saying is that, but nothing is too hard for him. Come on, let's let go of our doubts. So even though Sarah laughed, she laughed and, and sniggered and made this, this thing like, yeah, okay, God, yeah, that's not going to happen. She, she was doubting all these words and what was going to happen there. If you're a boating person, if you've got a boat or if you've seen a, a, a boat at the boat ramp, uh, you, you know that you, you back your, your trailer down into the water and you put the end of your boat in the water and uh, as and, and you've got to push it off, you've got to get out of your car and we'll get somebody else to, to push the boat off. But, but one of the really important things that you need to do uh, just before you push it off, push the boat off, the trailer, is to have a rope, uh, holding. you're holding a rope in your hand that's tied to the boat. Uh, because if you push it off, it will drift away and you will never see it again. That's why you need to have a rope tied to it. Because if you don't have a rope tied to it, it's gone. It's it's going to get left behind. Can I say today, the thing with your doubts is it's okay. It's I want you to let the rope go that's holding your doubts. Let it go. Uh, Let it go. Let them drift off because our doubts cause us to be lukewarm. Uh, Our doubts cause us to not trust God, to believe God. But when we stand upon his promises and understand that God is good all the time and he's speaking to us about taking another step of faith, we can let our doubts go. You know, and for some here, uh, as we worship a bit later on, maybe that's as simple as like this, you're holding a a, a rope of of doubts and things that you're facing this week, things that maybe you're facing tonight, next week, next month, it's like you're holding on to this rope, you know, come on, today as as we pray towards the end, as you take something away today, come on, why why, why don't you see yourself just letting those things go? Releasing the rope, letting it go, Let let the doubts drift away. Let the doubts drift away. Make a change uh, today because God is a God of faithfulness. We sung it all so much today uh, about the faithfulness of God. Great is His faithfulness. His faithfulness never, ever ends. Great is His faithfulness. Come on, let's learn to let go of our doubts. The second thing is this. The second thing is this, is to look to the promises of God. Look to the promises of God. Do you know what his promises are for you? Do you know the promises that God has for you? It's powerful when you get into the word of God. You find and you discover Everything that God says about you, everything that he has for you, we don't have to live in doubts. We can let our doubts go. We can be victorious in yeah. situations. We can be conquerors in situations. We can be healed. We can be restored. We can be safe. We can be sanctified. We can be cleaned. We can be washed. Everything is the promises of God that he has for you. But if you don't put it into the computer, it doesn't get recognized yeah. outside. Come on, let's stand upon the promises of God. Let's look to them. And and Sarah was there, Abraham and Sarah. Sarah was there, and she was sniggling. She was saying, yeah, like, that's not going to happen. There is no way physically I can have this child at my age. And the old boy, he's way past it as well. There's there's no even chance that that is going to happen at all. He was close to aunt's age. Um, but But in 12 months, the angel of the Lord comes and says in Genesis 18, 14, is anything... Too hard for the Lord. Yeah, right. yeah. wow. Is anything too hard for the Lord? He said, I will return to you in the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. I think God was saying to you, You can laugh right now, you can snigger, you can not believe, you cannot trust me. But I'm coming back in twelve months and you're gonna be holding this little baby in your arms. And the first thing is like any good parent would say, like I would say to my children is that, I told you so. I told you so, Sarah, nothing is too hard for me, even though you, you bagged my plan and you didn't agree and you didn't think that it was going to happen. I, I told you so because nothing is too hard for the Lord. What, what are you facing this week? What are you facing uh, that right now, things flashing into people's minds right now, walls, obstacles, situations, relationships, finances, plans, all coming into people's minds too now, and you're saying it's too hard. My Bible says that Jesus rose some people from the dead. Nothing's too hard for him. My Bible said that he he healed some uh, blind eyes and he healed some people that couldn't walk. That's obviously not too hard for him. Uh, He he also took the children of Israel and he fed them for like, you know, for all his manna from heaven. So that's obviously not too hard for him either. Um, He he stood in the water and he parted a Red Sea. Uh, That's nothing too hard for you. I'm not quite sure how much harder things we can get apart from parting Red Sea with a couple of million people behind you and an army chasing you. (laughs) I'm guessing, everybody, without trying to uh, undermine your situation right now, that your situation is not too hard for the Lord. Your situation is not too hard for the Lord. Having faith. See, see here's the thing with Abraham and Sarah. Is that as, as, long as long as Abraham and Sarah, they leaned on the Lord, that they seem to have success and things seem to happen for them. But the opposite was true when they walked away and thought they could do it themselves and, and not trust in God. You, you know, the other th- other stuff happened. They seem to fail and they seem to get it wrong and get in trouble. And so I, I think it starts with your choice, my choice, a choice to believe God's promises. And if you don't know the, those promises, come on, can I say everybody's got phones these days? Get into the Word of God. There's a great app called the Bible in a Year app, uh, the YouVersion version app. Uh, you might say, oh, I don't have enough time. Well, this thing will just put an alarm and it'll wake you up in the morning so you can read the Word of God. There's plans in there to help you to discover who God is and His nature. That, come on, if you're serious about this, this walk of, of following of stepping in faith with God, uh, you know, we've got to put in uh, what's going to help us and discover us, to, to tell us who we really are in our faith journey. That app. Will help you, and for and Aucklanders, it's great because they get stuck on the, on the motorway for so many hours a week. This thing, and they say, Well, because you can't drive with you know, holding a phone up to you, but hey, problem solved. This thing actually reads it to you. You can walk in the car, or walking, or running, or jogging, or whatever like this, but you can have the word of God going into you. But, but here's the thing make a choice to discover, to search out, to find the promises of God for your life discover the promises. Let go of your doubts. Let go of the doubts. Drop the rope and and learn to discover the promises of God that he has for your life. Band, you guys could come up really quickly. That'd be cool. Third thing is this. To take a step of faith, we need to respond in faith. Respond in faith. Mark 10, 52 uh, it says this, and Jesus said to them, go, uh, your faith has made you well. Now he's talking to uh, a guy called Blind Bartimaeus he was sitting beside the road, maybe for many years, maybe his whole life, but he was blind, couldn't work, couldn't do a whole lot of things apart from being. Uh, so blind, and Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and he began following him on the road. In Mark chapter 10, I want you to know, have, have a look at it this week, Bartimaeus, he met Jesus when he was sitting beside the road. After he had received his sight from, from the Lord, he began following Jesus on the road. He took a step of faith. He took a step from sitting beside the road to following Jesus on the road. Jesus said to him, your faith has made you well. What's your next step of faith? Is it for healing? Is it for restoration? Nothing is too hard for him. You can bring it to him. You can choose to just stay on the side of the road and just doing it your own way and, and just ignoring him and, and, and thinking that you'll get through it. It'll get better. Generally, it doesn't. Or you can choose to, by faith, take another, uh, your next step in your faith journey and walk with Jesus on the road and follow him, taking steps of faith. Seeing your faith journey develop, seeing the evidence of what God is doing in your life and how it's affecting the people around you. Come on, let's learn to respond in faith because what you're seeing at times, the obstacles you're seeing sometimes, are not really what's going to happen. When we see through doubts, we'll see the obstacle, it's too hard. When we respond in faith, standing upon the promises of God, we get a whole new perspective on what God's wanting to do. Responding in faith. Bartimaeus did that. What, what, what do you think was more satisfying for Bartimaeus to be stuck on the side of the road for the rest of his life? Or up, healed and restored and following Jesus? I know which one I'd rather choose. I don't want to be a sitter on the side of the road. I want to be a follower of Jesus, following him on the road and all the plans that he's got for us. See, see there's only one way to follow Jesus on the road and that is to take that next step, to take that next step. And, and, and I don't know what, what step you need to take next, but I, but I do know this. For, for some of us here, maybe the, the first step is to, uh, to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I hand my, my faith, I place in you. I, I give you my life. I want to live for you for the rest of my life. Then maybe that's the first step for some. Maybe it's some for others. It's to get a part of uh, some small groups and develop some, some friendships and relationships to learn about the Word of God. Maybe it's about joining the dream team, getting and serving. Jesus was a servant. He was the servant king. Come on, uh, maybe that's your, your next step and you've been sitting here wondering about, oh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Come on, let go of doubts. Let go of doubts, respond in faith, standing upon the promises of God that He has for you. Come on. See, see here's the thing. If you don't take the next step, you're going to get stuck in a rut. The only difference to a rut and a grave is its length. The only difference to a rut and a grave is the length of the hole. Come on, when we don't respond in faith, when we don't take a next step, the reality is we grow cold. We start maybe not attending so much. We we take a step back. We start believing in our doubts and and we we don't know the promises of God to fight back. We we get in a rut. We drift away and we do grow cold. Come on today, 2018 is not your year to be growing cold uh, and walking away. It's our time and our year to respond in faith to what God is doing because you've got a big city here. You've got a big city here uh, and people matter to God and there's quite a few people here that need to know Him uh, through you and through me and Pastor Anson and, and, and Puru, They need to know. Because when His praise is always on your lips, it changes the atmosphere. Come on, let's, why don't we all stand right now? Let's let go of doubts. Let's learn the promises of God. Let's learn to respond in faith. Come on, I want us to take us a moment right here because, because faith is more than just believing. Faith is more than just thinking happy thoughts. Faith is more than just saying positive words. It's, it, it's, it's about Faith is about an action. It's about a, like a movement that's happening inside of us. Faith is something you do. And in fact, James 2 says, 14, it says, if people say they have faith but do nothing, if they don't take the next step, your faith is worth nothing. Come on, I wonder if we just take, let's just take a minute right here. Why don't you close your eyes and bow your heads and what, what's your next step? What's your next faith step that God is leading you to? I know there's there's a few things that barriers that can get in our way. Sometimes it is our doubts. It just causes a barrier between us and God and we can't see through sometimes it's our past. Our past is like this big anchor that holds us. It, it can stop us from taking another step. And, and I think the third thing is our perspective. There's some barriers that can get in the way. And, and right now, just in this, this minute, I'm just going to pray that Holy Spirit calms and speaks to your heart right now. And, and maybe for some, it's, it's about letting go of past. It's about letting go of doubts. It's about learning to, to discover the promises of God. And, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit comes and speaks to your heart to you individually, that He whispers in your ear words of love and His promises and, and His plans for you. And, and, and come on, here's our part. Here's our part to let that rope go of doubts and to say, Jesus, I want everything that you've got for me. Today, I open my heart and my life to receive, to hear you speaking, to, to, to take that next step in you. Because I think, guys, sometimes God is not gonna give us step number seven, eight, nine, and 10 until we've actually obeyed with step number one. 20 seconds, come on. Let's take 20 seconds right here. Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, as people let go of doubts all across this room, as people let go of past experiences and hurts, Father God. Lord, just a sign of, of letting go right now, releasing the rope. Father, would you come and speak incredible wisdom? Would you come and pour in your love? Would you come and pour out your grace? Would you pour out your mercy, that that acceptance of the loving Father, no matter what? Hallelujah. Praise your mighty name, my God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise your mighty name.